off. <laughs> Hello. It has been a long time, but we're back. Um, we did not get canceled, but I'm glad, I'm glad you were concerned for us. Yeah. We did not get canceled. Uh, we just had a stressful three weeks. I, until yesterday, had RSV since full gear. Um, some little rat gave me RSV at full gear. So whoever you are, um, you owe me a lot. You know what's crazy? Every time what? you go to New Jersey, you get sick. It's I do. planting it on you there, I swear. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it could be the cold. It could be the New Jersey rats. I don't know. But regardless, I'm healthy now. My lungs are almost clear. I don't have RSV. I had RSV twice, by the way. Uh, which apparently is super unfortunate, but I'm fine. Anyway, welcome to Tag Talk. Hell of an intro. Uh, my name is Kylie. This is Haley. And we got a lot to catch up on. We've been gone for a long time. Um, we missed a lot. Uh, we really did. And like the past two weeks, we've wanted to film so badly, but things just kept coming up. Neither of us have felt good. Um, so we just wanted to take a couple weeks off, but like, oh, there's so much happened that we were like, oh, we just want to film so bad to talk about it and talk about it with you guys. I know there's, a, there was a point where I was like completely bedridden and <laughs> FGR versus the Briscoes happened. I had dragged myself to a wedding because your friends get married, you show up. So I'm at the wedding and it's happening and I can't breathe. I'm like holding on to dear life. And I'm like, all I want to do is get on Tag Talk and talk about FTR versus the Briscoes, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, if you want your question or your comment or your dad joke read on the air, <laughs> make sure to send a super chat and we will read every single one of those. We have a lot to get into and we're probably going to miss some stuff. Um, if you're dying to hear us talk about something, let us know. Uh, Jackie says, Jackie, who's one of our close friends, says, hello to you both, lovely lady, super chat for the super GPA, congrats. Yes. So proud of you. In the, in the middle of my battle with RSV, where I was almost dying on the daily, I had finals week, and I couldn't get an extension on any of my papers. Well, one professor gave me an extension a couple days, so thank you, Dr. Irwin, for that. But I couldn't get extensions because grades were due, like, that week. So I, listen, I, I soldiers, I, I wrote 60 pages in three days for three different final papers with RSV. And you know what? I got straight A's. You deserve that 4.0. I know I earned it. You did. I earned that. And you know what? Tag Talk and all the people who have supported us and everything, you guys sent me a lot of love during that horrible, horrible week of my life. And I'm so thankful for it. Because that really powered me through. And now here we are, full circle, back to Tag Talk, with so much to get through. Like, we, Haley and I were talking, and I genuinely, there's, there's like, a hundred things that have happened. <laughs> there really is. And I, we're trying, we're trying our hardest. We're going to do AW's Winter is Coming. We're going to give you John Cena, FTR Briscoes. If there's something we miss, let us know in the chat, and we'll, we'll try to figure it out. We'll do... Our absolute best, but in the spirit of my new Christmas sweater, <laughs> let's start with the elite versus death triangle. Haley, yeah. I we haven't talked about this, me and you. We actually the- haven't. I, we didn't talk about the match at all. We didn't. The match and also the stipulations. We haven't mm-hmm. really talked about it at all. 
So I'm dying to know, what are your thoughts on uh, matches five, six, and seven? I almost said game because I'm a basketball fan. <laughs> Match five, six, and seven with all these stipulations and stuff. What do you think? First of all, I think that you would pop the, the bucks for saying that. Um, but I think uh, the stipulations were definitely a necessary thing. Um, it helps it keep it fresh and, you know, it doesn't go stale. But I'm most excited for the no DQ and ladder match. Um, I'm interested to see what we're going to get out of the no DQ match. Um, I think it's a given that the Elite is going to take, uh, I almost said games. <laughs> Look, now you got me on it. <laughs> I think that they're um, going to win matches five and six, and then they're going to tie it up, obviously. Um, and then they might take the last one. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm just super excited. Um, we were talking about this before we went live. We were talking about the ladder match and how exciting it is because the last time that the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers had a ladder match together, it was amazing. It's honestly one of my favorite matches in AEW. Um, Mm -hmm. but we also haven't seen Kenny and Pac in this situation in a bit. We haven't really seen them do ladder matches. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. I think it really helps the series that they added these stipulations because you could do a lot more story-wise with them. Um, I do like that we didn't finish the series with the Elite doing absolutely nothing about the hammer and Death Triangle constantly using this hammer to win. I like that they really added that in, that the Elite are frustrated and that they feel the pressure of this best of seven. Um, And if, you know... All the basketball little references down three one. How can you ever come back being down three one? It's it's really enjoyable, and you don't need to be a basketball fan to like that. But if you are, it gives you a little bit of spice. Uh, I'm really excited, like for Kenny specifically, because in AEW he did you know the barbed wire death match, exploding barbed wire death match. He did the John Moxley unsanctioned match, but he hasn't done anything too crazy like falls count anywhere kenny omega that's going to be incredible not just because of ddt but if you if you're a fan of kenny omega like me you know that he has an infamous falls count anywhere match that took place in a lake cabin (laughs) uh i'll find that on youtube probably somewhere and i'll put it on my twitter if anyone's interested in seeing it um but i also liked in this match the nick jackson uh broken ankle thing I really thought that that was creative. And I, everyone always says the young bucks can't act. I was just that, about to say they yeah, can't tell stories. Actor in the he world. sold that, okay? He really sold that. And you know what? So did Matt Jackson is not a bad actor. All of you believed it. My timeline was full of people being like, oh, no, not Nick. What are they going to do about poor Nick? And it was because Matt Jackson sold it. So you know what? Let's put the young bucks can't act. The young bucks are bad storytellers narrative to bed because clearly they, they're they good. Well, and at first I was like, mm, maybe. But then when they kept drawing attention to it on commentary and like the camera cuts and stuff, I was like, okay, I mean, it's a work, but it's okay. You know, I love a good work. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it was a work when they showed Brandon Cutler spraying it with the cold spray instead of Doc Samson. I was like, okay, like... <laughs> I get it. But you brought up a good point, too, and I just want to mention this before um, we continue. Um, 
talking about like Kenny in these type of situations, um, I did a little bit of research uh, Ooh, before this episode, which is not something I normally do. Um, but I just wanted to note that between the Bucks, Kenny, and Pac, they have seven total DQ matches between, or no DQ matches between them. And this is the Lucha Brothers first. So I think that that's really cool. I love that. I'm to highlight that. I think you're going to love this super chat. Super chat from Paula. Um, with all the Ibushi teases lately, if Kenny moonsaults off a balcony during the Falls Count Anywhere match, I will lose my mind. Oh, I will lose my mind. From his oh. return, like we've gotten so many Ibushi teases. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we're going to see him in AEW soon. Oh, but oh, I would die. I think Kylie and I would be DOA. <laughs> that would honestly, listen, the in the Kenny versus Hangman match, uh, where Hangman won the title, mm-hmm. the Omega Okada sort of illusions that happened in there, I that almost killed me. Omega Okada is like my favorite wrestling rivalry ever. Like I have so much invested in that, and Ibushi is such a big part of that whole big story of Omega sort of rising to the top. His ambition kills his love, all this stuff. Um, but Ibushi and AEW would be super interesting, specific. Well, because of Omega Ibushi, of course, but. How will Ibushi contend with Hangman Page, who has sort of taken that spot and lost that spot and wants that spot back, maybe, wants to be part of the elite again? Uh, There's so much they can do with that. And I hope, you know, Ibushi, he's saying all these things like he wants to start his own promotion. He wants to, you know, better the world in his own way, whatever. Uh, But I don't think, I mean, I'm not Ibushi, so I can't speak for him. But like if I was Ibushi, I don't think I could pass it up being part of a story like that with the elite. I think th- he's such an integral part of, you know, Kenny Omega's career, but also the young bucks mm-hmm. and the golden elite, in my opinion, never got that sort of, um, that storied ending. Like, I feel like there's still a lot of loose ends. There's no resolution to that, uh, because at all in, and then it was AEW and then Abushi's not coming to AEW. So I'm into it. And I think Kenny Omega, um, way back when, like before he, before he, you know, went on his injury hiatus, recognizing the Abushi sign, the what would Abushi think sign. I think, I think there's, you know, maybe been an interest in bringing Abushi into this larger story for a long time. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I think that it would be nuts to assume that they wouldn't try to do everything that they could to bring Abushi in. And like you said, um, they do have a lot of loose ends to tie up, not with just Kenny, but also the Golden Elite. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, storylines in wrestling. So I do think before, uh, you know, we say it all the time, but they're only getting older and, you know, they're on their way to retirement soon. So I feel like that's one thing that really needs a resolution. Yeah, and I, you know what? I don't even care if Abushi can't wrestle. If he's, like, too beat up to wrestle, whatever, just show up. Period. Just just be the new Brandon Cutler. I don't care. Oh, period. It, you, it's just him being there. Like, Kota Ibushi is, like, it, I don't know. Like, if there's no Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, there's no AEW. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I that's just what I'm excited for. But AEW Winter's coming. We also had something interesting, if you're done talking about the Elite. Mm-hmm. Okay. House of Black being back and being dominant and being scary. 
I'm so into this for like a few reasons. One, I love seeing Julia Hart have a bigger role in the faction and not just be like the token girl. She's like, she's doing the mist, which previously Malachi Black had only done. She's, you know, being part, um, a big player in like the outcome of matches. She's like clearly involved in the story, all this stuff. Um, so I was super into that. And I also really, really like the fact that the House of Black is being brought back and they're not being put into a big story with like, you know, Death Triangle's not available, but like best friends or like, and they're really establishing them. They're starting from the ground up. They're building back. And I'm so grateful for that because I think House of Black, I think AW fans really do know a lot that has happened. I think they understand that Malachi was gone, that Buddy was gone. Um, and I think this is definitely m- them sort of drawing a line and saying this is a new era of the House of Black. And I really appreciate that. I think it'll be really good for stories. And I do think we're moving into House of Black versus presumably the Elite for the trio's titles. So into it. I agree. I said when they eventually came back, that I would love to see them kind of reinvent themselves and come back as a dominant force. And I love that we're seeing that, like you said, Julia having a more prominent role. Um, I would still love to see her as the leader of the House Mm -hmm. of Black. Um, And I think as time goes on, like we're seeing um, stuff that may, you know, lead to something like that down the line. I don't know. Uh, I'm just super excited. I love the House of Black. Um, and I think that they're going to have a breakout year in 2023. I'm excited for them. Uh, yeah. And I think we may see them at Revolution with the Elite. But that's just me. That's what I've always thought. I think so. It's going to be really interesting because Revolution is in like the uh, the first week of March. So we have January and February. And January is like... Um, I said this on Day After Dynamite. But January is basically a write-off for AEW. Like with Wrestle Kingdom and, you know, the women's division being based around this surprise for this tag match, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and then like Wrestle Kingdom night two, like is, are people going to that? Like, it's just so weird for AEW, but January is going to be super fun just because I think new Japan is going to have to cough up some talent for AEW to make up for Kenny Omega and FTR and whoever else being gone. But February will be really interesting. I'm worried um not like in a serious way but i would like to see building up to a trios match i would like to see kenny versus malachi kenny versus buddy um either before or after i don't know but i don't want it to be like one trios match and then we're done and we're moving on to something else i would like to see this be like a more nuanced story and nuanced feud and also i think kenny versus malachi kenny versus buddy like i think these are dream matches and I don't think AEW is in a position really to deny fans Kenny Omega dream matches at this point after he was gone for so long. So I don't know how they'll do it. Like I trust the people involved, especially people like the elite and people like Malachi making this happen and making it make sense for us to get singles matches going into it. Nick Jackson versus Brody King. That would be great. Listen, buddy, I want that match so bad. It's so listen, bad. So many great matches. And, like, Matt Jackson hasn't had that many singles matches. He's not – like, Nick Jackson, every time he's in a singles match, I feel like people expect five stars. Like, he's definitely the one that people are like, he could be a single star. He's like the Jeff Hardy of the group. 
but Matt Jackson, much like Matt Hardy, like you can't underestimate him. And I think that would be really interesting. Matt Jackson versus Malachi. Matt Jackson. Yeah. Versus- we haven't gotten a ton of uh, Matt Jackson singles matches in AEW. Maybe one. Yeah, he had one. He was like in the pandemic era. He wrestled. Um, I think he wrestled Ray Phoenix. So, mm-hmm. way back when, whenever that was, I don't even remember. Um, but he has never. He's never been the singles guy. Like Nick had the Phoenix match. He's had a couple others since then. So, whatever they do with the House of Black, I trust the players involved that it'll be great, and we won't get a repeat of the Death Triangle disaster feud that happened. The matches were great. I think that definitely hurt the House of Black, though. In the end, maybe that's just my opinion, though. No, I agree. Oh, sorry. Did I cut you off? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was agreeing with you. <laughs> no, but okay. No, whatever. Whatever. Moving I on. I thought I was going to say more. It's okay. I did think you were going to say more. Um, we have a super chat from our dad. He says, shout out to Kylie for the 4.0 GPA and to Haley for her book contributions. Keep killing it. Also, give me Kenny versus Buddy and I will be happy. Kenny versus Buddy. Battle of the MMA strikes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is getting reps in on Dark and stuff, obviously, for Russell Kingdom and stuff. But, hey, maybe, you know. I Listen, Russell, let's talk about Russell Kingdom for a second. Just because I feel like we're always AEW girlies. I've been falling back into the New Japan grind of things coming into Russell Kingdom. Um, I didn't expect New Japan to recover this quickly from the pandemic, but they have. At least in my opinion, creatively, they've recovered. There's a lot of cool stuff happening in New Japan right now. FTR being they FTR, you know, this kind of brings everything together. FTR, you know, not being Ring of Honor champions anymore. I wonder if FTR's losing in the dome. I don't want to say well because New Japan has really, really been working hard to you know what I mean? I would hate to see that, but at the same time, I do think that things are winding down um, for FTR. Um, I don't know. I would hate to see that, though. I'd love to see them winning down. I mean, and maybe someone who's, like, more versed in uh, New Japan can let me know, but are New Japan fans, like, invested in FTR? Like, are New Japan fans, like, do they like FTR? Do they despise FTR? I feel like it's a middle, like a middle ground, like, a, like, you know, I because, feel like that's what I've mostly seen online. Anyway. Well, well, yeah. And like New Japan has invested a lot in um, Goto and Yoshihashi who are facing FTR yep. in the dome. Um, and that's why I think FTR could lose because New Japan is really behind these two. Aussie Open not being there is a little weird in my opinion. I don't know like what the deal is there. I don't know. I mean, I love Aussie Open versus the Young Bucks. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to that. It's a little weird, though. That is, after FTR, you know, they're in New Japan. They're defending their titles. They're, they get confronted after the match in the presser by Aussie Open. I don't know. It's weird. But I, I'll trust the process. I'll trust the process. You gotta wait it out, Kylie. Yeah, I gotta wait it out. Like, I just clearly don't know what's going on. But anyway, I'll give you the option, Haley. Should we talk... FTR Briscoes, or should we stay stick with AEW and go with our mystery partner Britt Baker Soraya deal? I think we continue on the FTR train. 
Okay, so FTR. We've got a couple things to talk about with them. I know. FTR, like I was saying this um on Twitter a few days ago. I'm making my like matches of the year list. There's so much FTR on there. And of course, I'm biased. I'm a big FTR fan. So of course, but hell of a year for them. And FTR versus Briscoe's three. That match was their best match of the trio. The, the of the series, and in my opinion, maybe at least in the top three best tag matches in Ring of Honor history. And I would even put it up there for me in like modern history of tag team wrestling. I mean, it was amazing. I love that match. It was it was bloody. It was violent. And it was like everything you'd expect in a dog collar match. But the story was there, and that's like I think a lot of times in these matches with these really severe um, stipulations like this, I think it's easy just to let that overshadow the story of it all. But the story was there, FTR, like losing their legacy against this team who by now knows them so well and is so upset that they have lost all these matches. Um, it was it was really incredible stuff. I loved it. FTR, you know, doing more stuff in AEW now, like they're wrestling the guns this week which I have thoughts and feelings on. But um, I don't know. I'm just... Why, why I'm worried FTR is going to be done with New Japan at the Dome, and I don't want to see that because there's, like, dream matches there, whatever. If FTR is going to, like, go, make a run for the AW tag titles, I'm not opposed to it. Because AEW does love to have, you know, talent, wrestlers, tag teams, like, lose a title attempt, and then, like, months down the line, they win. They, they basically everyone has done it. Um, but I don't know. I want to know what you think about that. About FTR in general, but also FTR and AW. Well, I wanted to say, I feel like people um, were so, or are so quick to kind of count out FTR sometimes, especially in situations like the dog collar match. Um, mm-hmm. You know how the internet can be. Um but they really gave a lot in that match. And I know we've talked about it before. Like, we made jokes about seeing FTR do, like, death matches in GCW and stuff. Like, how cool we think that would be. Because it's so different from what we're used to seeing with them. They're so traditional um, in their wrestling style. And so old school. Um, so seeing them kind of bloodied and battered and really just hard hitting was something really cool. Um and it's my favorite match of the series, like I said. Um, and I just loved it. As for FTR and AEW, um, I do think with them winding down um, and losing titles, um, I do think that it's going to come full circle. And I would love to see them win the tag uh, team championships next, uh, especially if it's off the Acclaimed. Um, I think that the Acclaimed are so over with the fans now that, like, them losing a title isn't a big deal. I mean, they're the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they don't need titles. They're just the acclaimed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I wouldn't be opposed to that. And I think it would be a cool story um, to see them lose the IWGP titles, the AAA titles, and then win the big one, the AW titles. Um, I think that would be a really cool story, and I think they could tell it in, like, an interesting way. Mm-hmm. I don't like what the acclaimed are doing now. I The Jeff Jarrett and his squad are the bane of my existence uh, and they have their fans i'll give them that oh, yeah. Yeah. um 
diehard fans too like bloodthirsty and like good for them you know like yeah period but uh i don't like that the acclaimed are now going to be stuck there and i hope it's like a one and done that it's like just a little bit and then we're done please don't give us another bcc js like long drawn out thing please don't i but i do love the idea okay ftr wrestling the guns and being in like the periphery of the tag champs that gives me a little bit of hope that we're still holding on to that and maybe we'll see a um billy gun turn on the acclaimed rejoin his sons and then that will lead us into the story maybe into revolution or a tv special or something that's what i'm hoping for i hope that this jeff jarrett thing is just something to keep them busy and give max caster lots and lots of mic time that's what i'm hoping for and if i'm wrong i'm going to be very upset no, I think that that's valid. And I think that if you do run that match, I feel like you have to do it at a pay-per-view. Like, that's such a pay-per-view level match. And I would love mm-hmm. to see that at Revolution. I think it would sell a lot of tickets, too. Um, I don't know. As for the guns, I can't help but feel like this is my fault. Because a couple episodes ago, <laughs> when you asked me who I thought in the tag division was going to, like, take over next year... <laughs> And you thought I was going to say private party. And yes, I do think that private party is going to have a good year. Or like top flight. And I said the guns. <laughs> and you were so shook. And people were like, what the hell? And now I feel like it's my fault that the guns are getting the push. <laughs> listen, listen, there's like a, a secret society of gun club lovers. Like, love the gun club, yeah. Will Washington. He, he on we were the day after Dynamite, we were just chatting. He was like, well, what if they're the ones that take the titles off the acclaim? And the chat rioted. They were like, how could you? <laughs> this is a betrayal. They were like so upset. But like AEW would do it. Pretty and it would, be, it would be Billy Gunn turning on the acclaimed. Yeah. Which would break my heart because daddy ass. I love that man. But and what are you going to do with your scissor me daddy ass shirt? Burn it? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> I just got it. You did <laughs> It's, it's an old relic. It's a, like I'm looking at my closet and I'm like in the morning, I'm like picking out a shirt, whatever. And it's like CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, like every time I wear like something with the elite or something with CM Punk in public, I'm fully expecting that someone is going to punch me. Oh yeah. Like it's, it still feels so tense in the yeah. wrestling community. <laughs> and I don't know why, like I'm over it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just got over it too fast. Maybe. But that, I feel like that would permanently fracture the wrestling community. Like, you're either pro-daddy ass or you're anti-daddy ass. But you have to pick a side. I think it would ruin the IWC forever, possibly. I think that's why Elon would take down Twitter. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe. I don't know. But FTR, I love them. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm torn between... Releasing my FTR biased match of the year list and getting massacred for it. <laughs> or I just got an alert that, okay, my computer sends me traffic alerts now. And I got an alert that there's construction. Cool. Oh, I love that. Um, <clears throat> or uh, incorporate because the elite and the triangle are going to kill it. But regardless, FTRs had a hell of a year in AEW, in Ring of Honor, in New Japan, on the indies. On the indies, of all things, in singles matches. I think people forget that this, this year we had Dax versus Cash 
in a singles match in the Owen Hart tournament. Okay. That was like a big deal. And moving forward into the Owen Hart tournament next year better be a big deal. And we better get something out of it. If it's Adam Cole and Britt Baker again, I'm going to lose my mind. But maybe we'll save that for another show. <laughs> I like, I, I genuinely feel angry now thinking no, about it. I know. It, yeah. <laughs> But if you want to know our feelings on it, go watch some old shows we've done. And I'll, I don't even know where we talked about it. We talked about it somewhere. Go talk, go watch uh, that. Go find it. Yeah. But probably FTR. FTR versus the guns this week, who are not called the gun club anymore. I know they're told. just the guns. Just the guns. Well, FTR better win. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Period. Period. Um, sticking with AEW, though. Um, because someone asked about it in the chat, and I feel like because we've been gone for so long, we kind of have to address it. Soraya's a mystery partner. Mm-hmm. I was, and as time goes on with the news that uh, Mercedes slash Sasha Banks is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, that she's doing stuff in Japan, uh, that she's presumably signing with New Japan on maybe a couple more matches, whatever. Um, I don't know. I used to be like so staunchly, like, there's no way she's going back to WWE. There's no way AEW can afford her. There's no way they can offer her something that WWE can with the four horsewomen and everything. But now I'm like, not sure. Like, she's definitely on an FTR, like, what's build my legacy kind of run. And I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried. Like, if, if they announce that it's like, thunder rosa that i mean if it is thunder rosa they have to announce it at this point because everybody is like it's mercedes it's mercedes they have Uh, to announce it like this uh week yeah if they do probably be yeah probably before wrestle kingdom just because when she comes out at wrestle kingdom everyone's going to be like this is confirmation that she's going to be at january 11th aw um i'm super excited for it though and i don't know like Sasha and Soraya being a tag team is like there's drama there. There's like story and intrigue. So there is. What is you know, she Soraya talked about it on uh, an episode of Renee's podcast and how she kind of smoothed things over with Sasha Mercedes um, and how they're all good now. But like there is a lot of history there between them, and I would love to see that. Um, obviously, it would be great for the AEW women's division. Having mm-hmm. somebody like that in the company, I think it only builds prestige. Um, and they need that. I mean, having Soraya and Mercedes on your roster, that's crazy. Who yeah, would have like seven years ago? I know. And like AEW, granted, the women's division has a long way to go. And I'm by no means saying this is perfect and ideal. Yeah. The women's division has been improving a lot. Shout out Madison Rain. Yep. Shout out King Omega. But um, this is exactly the kind of thing at like the very start of 2023 that would set the tone for the whole year. And I think this would also lead WWE to really start putting more effort into its women's division. Because if we're being honest, the WWE women's division kind of sucks right now. Like it just, it just is what it is. Um, so I'm super excited. And like Sasha in, in WWE is good. She's always going to be good. You know, look at her match with Bianca. Like she's always going to be good. But there's something special about, like, seeing Sasha really, like, test the waters in Japan. 
test the waters in Mexico, like work with all these people that she hasn't worked with, like learn these styles and everything outside of the WWE system and environment. Something about that really intrigues me. And I would love to see more wrestlers do that, you know, sort of step out, um, you know, shed the WWE lifer like label and like push themselves in that way. Like FTR has like, you know, presumably Mercedes is, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I just love that. And I, I hope in the future, as this goes on and on, I, I would really love WWE to be open to, you know, excursions and things like that than they are now. I agree. Um, and I think that that's obviously the appeal with AEW. Um, you know, they have a more lax schedule. There's more opportunities for other bookings and other companies and collaborating with other companies and the indies and everything like that. So I definitely think we're going to continue to see more of that. Um, I did want to say a couple weeks ago, I went to a convention and they had uh, a bunch of women from AEW there and they were all talking about how Brit uh, and Ruby, namely, were talking about how they would love to see, um, obviously, the women get more time on mm-hmm. TV. But I think with people and players like Soraya and Sasha Mercedes, um, in AW, I think that that's going to open up a lot of TV time, especially Mercedes. Yeah, and I still think, um, and I say this every time we talk about the AW women's division, but I think it's important to keep it going. I still think that Soraya versus Britt standoff, the five on five, I still think we're building to blood and guts or something uh, for the women. I think that would be historic, especially if they did it at um, double or nothing. Um, I think they have enough time to do it. I think they have enough time to figure out a way to, if they could, to sort of finagle Mercedes in there, um, which we know we've seen her in Hell in a Cell. She's very creative in that environment. She's very talented. Uh, so I'm super excited about it. And, you know, everyone is now like AW women's tag titles, AW women's tag titles. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I would like to see it happen though. Uh, but I, I would love to see a return of, the women's tag team uh, championship or uh, tournament that we had seen like, what was it? 2019, like mm-hmm. the first few weeks of AWTV, that tournament just disappeared. Yeah. Like, and just disappeared. I mean, I granted it was probably a Brandy Rhodes idea, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, because I think you could, you could have like Britt Baker and Jamie Hader win it and that'd be really cool. But you could also have, you know, Sasha Banks and Soraya win it. Maybe I'm just fantasy booking at that point, but um, I don't know. I'm just super into. I'm just super into AW right now. I'm sorry, guys. Like I, I'm just another thing in AW that I'm super into, which I know that you are super into as well. Hook and Jungle Boy. Oh, I, I don't know what's gonna know. come about this, but I man, I am so excited to see where it leads. It's so intriguing to me, man. I don't know. And see. Uh, Hookhausen kind of had like a rough end, like it just kind of fizzled out, which I don't, I didn't think that was a good idea. I would have liked, but Ho- now Danhausen doing his evil Danhausen instead of very nice Danhausen, which is fine. Um, but Hook and Jungle Boy as like these two, you know, attractive young men who are like upstart stars. Uh, I first I'm lo- I love to see Jungle Boy doing something that isn't wrestling Luchasaurus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and sort of moving on from Jurassic Express in a meaningful way. Uh, and I also love to see that Hook is now being associated with one of the original pillars. 
because, uh, you know, next-gen pillars really getting the push this year. Um, and they're already getting, you know, the third generation of pillars going. AW is very good about that. But as a tag team, like, I'm super interested in it. And I hope it doesn't turn into um, a feud situation because I don't want to see either of these guys be the bad guy. I really hope it turns into a situation where, you know, they match him up with, like, top flight and just let him have incredible matches all the time. Like, that's all they need. I think with these young tag teams, these young wrestlers, you, they don't really need these heavily, you know, complex feuds and stories. Like, just let them get on screen and wrestle really well. Especially two stars like that. Like, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, um, Kenny and Hangman and their, like, tag team and their tag title run. Like, it kind of gives me that energy. Like, you know, you have these two big stars in the company, but they can mm-hmm. come together and they can have incredible matches and they can tell a great story. Obviously we know how that led, but I digress. <laughs> I I just, I don't know. I'm excited. And anything with the younger talent, I'm immediately um, intrigued by. So. Yeah. I, um, Corey said, I'm still buzzing about action. Andretti. That was, I feel like 20 years from now, people will talk about when they're, you know, reminiscing on Chris Jericho's career that's like a big highlight people will bring up. Like that was a class thing for him to do. And I also think action Andretti as as like the third generation of pillars. I think he's, he's in that group a hundred percent that, you know, you could stick him with hook and jungle boy for funsies. Like just crazy. I don't remember where I read it, but that was supposed to be like jungle boy spot. And then like, that's crazy. It was supposed to happen. um, And then the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and Chris Jericho was like, he's not going to get his pop that he needs. So like, we can't do it. Which now, I think Jungle Boy turned out just fine. I think he's like very well established in AW. I think he's fine. Um, but I'm just Hook and Jungle Boy is like the vibe is so good, and like I don't understand it. Like I the opposites really do attract because <laughs> yeah, you know Hook will never explain why he saved Jungle Boy. He's like he just he doesn't care enough to explain, and that's the beauty of it. Um, I just, I'm just so excited for it. And then I would love to see, because they wrestle so differently. I would love to see like what they come up with if they wrestle as a tag team mm-hmm. uh, for like offense and like what kind of moves are they going to do? What's their finish going to look like? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm really into it. I know I, their styles are, like you said, so different, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they mesh very well together. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited to see where that leads. Me too. I AEW is constantly surprising me nowadays. And just a reminder, guys, if you want your question or your comment, to make sure it's read on air. Make sure to submit, submit a super chat, and we will read all of those. Uh, I don't know. AEW is just doing a lot of cool stuff, and I like to see um, like Eddie Kingston and Ortiz wrestling on Dark as a tag team, that they're really like rebuilding the tag team division after the hit it took this year. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And I think the, um, the myth that the trios division like doesn't draw that people don't like trios, blah, blah, blah. I think that's the, that's been disproven at this point. So I can't wait for 2023 to see if we really do have a strong tag and a strong trios division mm-hmm. at the same time, the kind of matchups we can come up with, come up with, with that. I'm really into it. Um, AW is just doing a lot of really great things. Winter's coming was so fun. Yeah. It's the most fun I've had watching a show in a while. Just like a regular normal show, not a pay-per-view. I know. And it's so weird to me because 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that people are really gonna hate this, but I'm sorry. It's really weird to me that AEW hit its slump with Kenny Omega gone, and then Kenny Omega returns, and suddenly AEW is good again. And I know that um, Tony Khan has control of creative and everything, but he has said on numerous occasions that he takes advice from the EVPs, from Jericho, from Danielson, like these experienced guys in the locker room. And I can't help but think that Kenny Omega and the Elite are a very positive force creatively for AEW. And I... And I know that people are going to disagree with that. And I know that that's maybe, like, not something I should have said. No. <laughs> but it's your truth. Speak it. I'm speaking okay. my truth. That's it. Um, I think the more great wrestling minds that Tony Khan has around him, the better he is. And I think when you start taking away stars from Tony Khan, I think his weaknesses really, really shine through. His inability to let go of things, his... <clears throat> His weird hyper fixations, which I have ADHD, I get it, where he really loves something for like a month and then he forgets about it for a month and then he loves something else. Uh, but I think having like legendary like storytellers like Kenny Omega, like Brian Danielson, I think that really helps Tony Khan. So that's all I'm saying. No, I agree. Uh, if anybody has anything bad to say, it's our show. Kenny was gone for a year and the product was still very good. The first half of 2022 was strong. That's true. CM Punk and the Young Bucks were there, Caden. Yep. Uh, Tony Khan, on his own, is a great promoter, a great booker. Don't get me wrong. But Tony Khan needs people like the Elite to be the booker that we know of in AEW. That's all I was saying. That's all I'm saying, guys. See, I, and I, I should have known that Caden would be the one to disagree. Caden's always the one. He's I he, He's always the one. Um, <laughs> sorry, Kaden. We love Kaden. Um, we're, we're totally joking. People are watching this are going to be like, wow, look at these bullies. We're totally joking. Um, but yeah, that was our AEW review. Now, let's talk about WWE because... Not something we normally talk not, about. We have our moments, though. We do have our moments. We have our WWE moments, and that's true. But... When you when John Cena shows up in WWE, I'm gonna talk about it because the WWE tag division I've hated it for like years. It is what it is. I don't like this Judgment Day stuff. I don't like the the AJ Styles Bullet Club knockoff. I don't like that. I the Bloodline's cool. Not a fan of them having every belt in the war in the world though. Like, um, but John Cena. Caden uh, says, are we going to Tampa SmackDown? Of course I'm going to Tampa SmackDown. You think I'm going to miss John Cena in Tampa, Caden? She's also tweeted multiple times that she has tickets. Uh, yeah, I tweeted multiple times that I'm going, Caden. So get, get <laughs> really attention, Caden. Gosh. Gosh, Caden. But anyway, back to WWE and not Caden roasting. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really know why John Cena's in the spot. Uh, I mean, he's John Cena. Does he need? We need an explanation. I mean, we don't really need an explanation. I would like one though. <laughs> but um, anyway, John Cena and Kevin Owens being, which is a weird tag team, a weird little matchup, because it was Kevin Owens who made that big splash on the main roster by beating John Cena. But uh, it's okay. And the bloodline, I. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, it is kind of a weird tag team, but I think that's what intrigues me about it. Um, I think it's a great rub for Kevin as well. Not that he needs it, but I mean, being paired with somebody like John Cena, I mean, that's a win in itself. Um, But I do think that we're starting to see kind of the downfall of the bloodline. And I think that possibly Mm -hmm. in this match, um, depending on the finish, (laughs) um, you know, I think we're going to start to see those uh, seeds start to. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting going into the Royal Rumble because, you know, there's the rumored Cody return, Mm -hmm. but now there's reports that they want to pick up again with Cody Seth Rollins, which if that's the case, like Cody doesn't need to win the Rumble to wrestle Seth Rollins. So like, is the Rock really winning the Royal Rumble? Are they really going to do Like, I'm so against it. I mean, listen, I love the Rock, but I'm just going to say Black Adam. It's kind of a flop, and you know, maybe that opens the schedule up now, so maybe we will see him. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the collapse of DC. The absolute massacre of DC. That's a um, whole other show. <laughs> may, may, maybe he did it on purpose. He's like, I'm going back to WWE, like, and then I'm going to ruin Superman. sabotaged Henry Cavill Superman as well. He's like, actually, like, I'm just going to take everybody down with me. Is it going to be The Rock versus Henry Cavill at WrestleMania? I would love that. Oh my! Someone call like Triple H. Man, period. That's your celebrity match. Yep. <laughs> the Rock, The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Who needs it? <laughs> Who needs it? Um, I uh, I'm not against The Rock versus Roman Reigns because I think the story is there. But then again, the story's there. He doesn't need the Rumble. So, like, this match, this John Cena match, as weird as it is because John Cena's there, I think it's really going to set the tone for Sammy KO. Is that reunion going to happen? Are they wrestling the Usos at WrestleMania? And going into the Rumble, is it going to be Cody? Is it going to be The Rock? Is it going to be Sami Zayn? I don't know. But I think, like, this is really where, for whatever reason, John Cena's there. uh, This match is really going to be, like the turning point for WWE. And I think this is a really big test for Triple H and his booking abilities because I've always been critical of Triple H. I know. I'm sorry, guys. You're probably tired of hearing it. Uh, But he's like, he's not doing his greatest right now. So like how he handles the collapse of the bloodline, which he inherited and he did not create. Um, And, you know, you know, Paul Heyman's there. So of course it's going to be excellent. How he handles this is really going to, you know, set the tone for his, his run, his his career, whatever. Assuming Vince McMahon doesn't align with the bloodline story right now. <laughs> I'm so scared for the bloodline story. Like I am so scared someone's gonna drop the ball and this is gonna be, you know, typical WWE collapse in a horrific way. You know what? This is how you know who's gonna come back. Let me not say that. Are you are you talking about we don't we don't name him here. Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay, moving on. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Vince! Oh, I just said Vince, like, two seconds ago. Did you? I didn't hear you. Yeah, um, if Vince McMahon comes back, I'm gonna lose my mind. I will, like, I was talking, listen, maybe this is, like, too personal, but I was literally talking about this in therapy. I was like, Vince McMahon, like, thinks he's gonna walk in 
and like take over. My therapist was like, well, he's, he's a narcissist. Like that's what they do. And they don't like, they don't care about the destruction because they think nothing will happen to them. Like there, there will be no destruction because they're like God's gift to the earth. And I was like, oh my God. So true. So true. I need to but, go to your therapist. Anyway. <laughs> but back to the bloodline. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't think the rock needs to be part of the collapse of the bloodline. But, like, I think it would be really interesting. I think what would also be interesting is, like, doing something with Solo Sokoa. And, like, oh, yeah. he kind of came into NXT and, like, the whole, like, elder storyline. And, like, yeah. what if, like, what if he's, like, working with The Rock? Like, what if, like, The Rock is the elder or, like, one of the elders? Maybe. I would love to see a coup. Like, um, to see, like, the Usos and Solo Sokoa and, you know, Paul Heyman, if he wants to join in, I don't know, like, overthrow, you know, the tribal chief. I think that would be really interesting. Um, I mean, Roman, like, going into mainstream Hollywood, it would be a good way to, like, get him out of, like, his prominent spot. It's just the, I don't know, maybe I'm tripped up on the fact that there's, like, two world titles mixed up in a story that also for whatever reason includes Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, John Cena, and The Rock, and like probably Cody Rhodes. Like <laughs> it's like such a weird thing. And like there's so many moving parts. I don't know like what they're gonna do, but we have a super chat. It's a dad joke from Ryan. So we haven't had one in a couple weeks. So let's let's give Ryan his moment. I'm late, but I'm here. And why does Santa always enter through the chimney? You don't know? No. Because it soots him. Like, soot. <laughs> like yeah, like, so, yes. Yes. like fire soot. Yes. I thought that, that was, was a good one. Ryan. Thank you for the super chat, Ryan. A um, holiday super chat. Thanks. Yeah, holiday super chat. Like, I have a Christmas tree. Haley has a Christmas tree. Like, we're celebrating here. Uh, we're talking about, like, uh, thank you for joining us, Ryan. We're talking about the bloodline and, like, the weirdness of it all and how, like, the collapse of the bloodline is, like, <laughs> we have no idea where this is going. Um, I would love to see Sammy be the one to take the titles, but, like, if they have The Rock, WWE can't turn down The Rock, as unfortunate as it is. I wonder if they get The Rock back, though. Like, how much time is he going to dedicate to wwe you know like is it a one-off is it like you know like a couple appearances like what are we gonna get you know i don't know because like the rock can't win the titles you can't put the title on the rock you just can't do it like there's no way so like he wins the rumble and then like once a month he does like his like zoom video call calling into raw like I don't get it. Remember, like, the the singing segments and stuff? Like, he just does that. Just on Zoom. Just on it's Zoom? Far. Yeah. It's, it's, like, pixelated. <laughs> and the audio is so bad. That's, <laughs> like, a jail cell. And, and Michael Cole's, like, on commentary, and he was, like, wonderful rendition by The Rock. <laughs> like, so good. You know, now I think it's going to happen. But I... Regardless, I don't think you waste your Rumble winner on The Rock. I think you do Rock Roman one night, and then you could do Roman with someone for the titles, you know, a different night. 
I would, I would much prefer to see Roman without the titles by WrestleMania, but I think that is such a big moment for someone to beat the uh, Roman for the title at WrestleMania that I think you can't really, you can't have him ditch the titles now. It's like too, it's too late. Like you're already locked in. It's just, is what it is. Um, Sami Zayn and KO versus the Usos though. I think that's like, that's the way to go for WWE at this point for dethroning the Usos. Um, I just, and I mean, Ryan, this makes sense. How do you do Rock passing the torch to Roman one night and Roman making someone uh, in a loss the next? Um, and it's weird because they want, you know, to pass the torch to Roman uh, from the Rock. But Roman is like, there's all this stuff. He's going to go do Hollywood, whatever. Uh, but then like the Roman would immediately lose his momentum mm-hmm. by getting beat by Cody Rhodes, by Sami Zayn, by whoever it is. But if you did it the opposite and you have Roman lose his titles and go into the match with The Rock on a loss, like, I don't feel like that works either. So it's, but they're too late. They're locked into it. This is just how it has to be. We're just all just going to have to deal with it. We're just going to have to wait it out. Wait it out. Wait and see. Especially oh, with the Usos. Uh, I... I love John Cena. I love the return. I love that KO was still mixing it up with the bloodline. I just, I mean, maybe you go into Mania and you have KO and a mystery partner versus the Usos and then mystery partner Sami Zayn. And like, that's how you get him in there. And I think people, that would be a nice surprise for people. I think it'd be a nice pop. I just don't want to see Sammy out of the bloodline at like a random raw or mm-hmm. like, or, or like a B level pay-per-view. Like, that the fans love it so much. I feel like you could do that at Mania and it would be, it would, it'd be fine. You could. For sure. I don't know. WWE, guys. The WWE Women's Tag Division is non-existent. Toxic Attraction got <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Toxic Attraction got massacred by Matt Bloom. Of all people. Um, <laughs> the Super Chat... <clears throat> uh, from Hala, not on Twitter, so we'll pester you here. Kylie, love the Kenny historical AI art series. Can we get some for Coda someday too, please? Um, maybe. <laughs> See, the issue, and Haley knows this, the issue with the AI art, well, there's two issues. One, it takes a long time. Uh, and like, I don't, I don't know if I have the time. And it's two, also like, expensive. It's expensive, yeah. Uh, to get like good AIR, you really do have to pay for these services. Um, and two, a lot of people take issue with it. And, like, <clears throat> a lot of the AI art things, not to go off on too much of a tangent, they draw from um, existing artists, like people artists. And there are some AI art things that don't, but the issue is the ones that don't are very expensive. So maybe I'll do Coda, like, when I have the time, when I have the money, and like when I can make sure I'm not stealing from other artists to do that. But thank you that you love the Kenny Historical AI art series. Uh, Haley and I absolutely loved that. Uh, we we shared so many in our um, group chat that I was like, maybe I'll just post some for funsies. And a lot of people loved it, so I'm glad you guys loved it. Uh, and if you're you're not on Twitter, that's fine. I'm probably not going to be on Twitter. Um, <laughs> for, for too much went under anyway. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, t- Twitter is uh, it's Twitter. It is what it is. But wrapping up WWE, 
I mean, I know I don't want to talk about Mandy Rose, but WWE Women's Tag Division in the mud. Um, damage control. What are we doing? Toxic attraction. What are we doing? I maybe someone knows. Maybe someone can give me answers. Maybe Matt Bloom will come into this chat and be like, "Here are the keys to the universe," uh, and then I'll promptly. Uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but anyway. Oh, WWE. I feel I feel like this is every week for like WWE. Just and it's always like the end of the episode. Like we always plan to end on WWE this week. But like it just kind of happened and we're like, ugh. We always try we always like we're always so excited though to jump into AEW stuff that we're like, oh my god, did you see the elite? And then we get to WWE and we're like, it's day 974 of the Usos as tag champions. And that it just is what it is, guys. I mean, I, I am excited for the tag match, though. I think that it's going to be good. Oh, 100%. I think... I think John Cena... I don't know, like, what John... What shape he's in nowadays. Uh, I don't know. He's he's doing movies and stuff, but, like, is he he's old and creepy? Peacemaker. Yeah. I, I love Peacemaker, if I'm being honest. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I love the character. I, I, I love everything. Um, I just... I don't know. Is he old and creaky? Like, does he, does he have good stunt doubles? And, like, that's why. I don't know. But I think it'll be fun. I'm going to be there. And I was I was pl- planning to be there. But, like, I hadn't bought tickets. And then they're like, John Cena's going to be there. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to go now to see John Cena. <laughs> so, I guess I, I've never. Dedicated to the craft. This is weird. Every WWE show I've been to, John Cena hasn't been there. So, this is, like. Maybe I'm cursed. Maybe I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going, and John Cena's going to, like, dip. He's going to be like, actually, no, KO. Can't wrestle with you. Goodbye. Maybe. I don't know. Regardless. I think it'd be really cool. Cena and KO. Mixing it up with the bloodline. It'd be fun. That's my final thought on that. It's a good final thought. I have no final thoughts this week. I have no thoughts in this brain. I've spewed all of them into this episode. (laughs) We and we, you know we did a good job condensing it under an hour. Like we were like we got to recap weeks of stuff, but we did a really good job. And I don't think we missed anything too major. So shout out to us, Haley. We did good. Proud of us. Do you want to do your plugs? Plug all your your things. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you guys can follow me on Twitter for however long I have that at Haley Ann. I'm also on um, Hive Social. If you guys have that, it's the same at. Um, Instagram, same at. Um, I do wrestling and nerdy things over at Nerds and Beyond. You can read my stuff over there. Um, I also have a Substack where I write about uh, all my favorite things in wrestling called The Wrestling Muse. It's linked on my Twitter. Um, and I'm also taking part of a really fun project. Uh, it's been announced for a while, but I don't think I've talked about it on here. Um, a friend of mine, Steven, is working on a recipe book with a bunch of independent wrestlers and I'm writing the bios for the book um so yeah he's launching a kickstarter for it soon uh sometime in the new year um I'm sure I'll tweet about it and stuff so you know you guys can see that but if you want to support he would appreciate that um everybody involved would really appreciate that me included um Okay, here's my big plug. You can follow me on Twitter. My Christmas tree's in the way. That fuller underscore Kylie. Probably gonna get banned. 
I don't know. I'm I'm not on team uh, CEO, so whatever. Um, I did have a Hive social, but I, then I deleted the app. So, like, I'm going to get one. But, like, follow me on Twitter, and then I'll post it. I've been trying to find the next social media. I don't know, guys. It is what it is. We're all stuck in this vortex. But I'll, I'll make every social media possible. I'll make myself accessible to you. Tag Talk is live. Every Monday at three, like I said, we missed the last couple of weeks. I was very, very sick, but thank you for showing up on this wonderful day, this chaotic episode where I feel like we were all over the place, but you guys really, you really stuck it out with us and I appreciate it. Um, make sure to like this video. If you're watching this after we go live, make sure to comment below. We still want to hear your thoughts um, on all this stuff and maybe stuff we didn't talk about. Just leave your thoughts. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Lots of great content on Fightful Overbooked. Make sure you check that out. Also follow at Romantic Wrestle. That is Romanticized Wrestling. That is me and that is Haley and that is our friend Kyle. Um, me and Kyle have a show about Ring of Honor. Now that I'm not dying, we're probably going to film some stuff about Ring of Honor for that. So make sure you go check that out. Um, I think I hit all the points in the giant plug. Wow, guys. What an episode to be back. I had a great time doing this with you guys. Tag Talk number 25. 25 weeks over six months of Tag Talk. And you guys have really stuck it out with us. And I'm so grateful. Um, All that being said, thank you guys for joining us today. And we'll see you next week. Oh, and happy holidays because next week our episode airs the day after Christmas. But You're, you're happy right. Holidays. Happy, happy holidays. Wonderful holiday season. Yeah, whatever you're celebrating, if you're not celebrating anything, whatever. I hope you have a great last few days of the year. Shout out to you guys. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. I don't think we'll be dying. <laughs> Bye.